All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz. Happy Friday to you. If you're watching live or listening live, it's good to have you here. And if you are watching or listening live, please don't hesitate to hang out with us, to actually engage with us. Make this a group conversation. If you have questions or comments along the way, please don't hesitate to just pop those into the comment section, whether you're watching at facebook.com slash Boca Podcast, or if you're on YouTube, streaming live there on YouTube, don't hesitate to comment. Um, And then for those of you that are listening to this after the fact, you're listening to the audio version of this. We publish it usually about a week after. What you're going to do in that case is go back to facebook.com slash Boca Podcast if you want to watch the visual portion of this podcast, if you want to see the visuals, because we are going to be pulling a lot of visuals up here. And uh, so you can watch the video there, facebook.com slash Boca Podcast, and also follow us at instagram.com slash Boca Podcast if you want to keep up to date with the next live stream. We usually do a couple of week or so. And uh, you can take advantage of the interactive experience that is the live stream. As always, as I've promised I'm going to do, I want to encourage you all to continue to look for opportunities to give back, whether it's in your local community or through an international or a national organization. I made my donation today to charitywater.org before the podcast episode. That's a great organization to get involved in. I've popped up the little receipt here on the screen. But if that's not the one that, that you click with. If you want to find something else, do that. But it's amazing how just a little bit of money can go a long way. So look for those opportunities. I think that would be, I think it'll, well, it'll just make the world go around way, way better in the end. I just want to leave that encouragement with you. And um, I'm going to turn down the music here a little bit. I'm going to stop rambling. And I actually want to introduce our guest for today. My new friend, actually, brand new guest on the podcast, Nikki is here with me. Nikki, thank you so much. And Nikki, I just want to make sure I'm saying this right. It, yeah. it is Chef Chick, correct? You got it. Yes. yes. Okay, I did it. Yes, you got it. <laughs> thank you for coming to hang out with us today. And I'm going to go ahead and pop up your website URL, daffodilphoto.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. There on the screen for anybody that might be watching. For those of you listening, it's D-A-P-H-O-D-I-L-Photo.com, daffodilphoto.com. And then Instagram handle is the same thing, Photo. Really cute name. And I love that you were able to get that that Instagram handle too. Yeah. I was you, excited when it was open. So Yeah. Have you had it for a long time? Um, not that long, maybe a year and a half. Okay. So yeah. let's let's just kind of use that as a segue. I'm gonna actually pull up your website here and we'll we'll put it on the screen for everybody to see here at daffodilphoto.com. And as I'm just kind of slowly browsing or scrolling through the website. Do us a favor and just briefly introduce your brand. And then, of course, we'll get into this brand position portion of the conversation. Sure. Well, I actually named my photography business after my kids. Um, So that's a huge part of why I do photography and what got me started. Um, My daughters are Daphne. So that's the Daph. Oh, I love it. Daffodil. And my other daughter's name is Willa. So it has the ill at the end. So it had both of their names. So I thought, oh, that's perfect. And I just love nature. I love being outside. I love that's like what I love to shoot um, ideally shoot outside okay. and in nature. So yeah, so I shoot uh, families, maternity, and I just started doing um, in-home newborns. Okay. So they're kind of, um, yeah, my different genres. Okay. So, and, and we're going to actually talk a little bit about that because yeah. you're, you're actually in a relatively, when I was doing a little bit of research before our conversation today, you're in a relatively small market. I know there's just kind of multiple mm-hmm. cities that make up a larger kind of conglomerate. Yeah. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, but it's it's a relatively small market. Do you specifically live in Appleton, Wisconsin? I live in uh, Kakana. <laughs> okay, so one of the neighboring little towns. Yes, yes, okay. yeah, Kakana. Which, do you know yeah. the population? 
Oh my gosh, of Kakana? Yeah. Like just a few thousand? Oh no, there's more than that. Maybe, oh my gosh, totally no one's listening from Kakana. Maybe 20? (laughs) I don't know, 20,000 people, but Appleton is the biggest city. So I always say Appleton because that has a lot more, a lot more people. Well, and I was, again, part of the research, I, I noticed that Appleton, when I just did a quick Google search, it was something mm-hmm. like 73,000 or thereabouts population. Mm-hmm. The kind of conglomerate of, of towns in that area or cities in that area was something like 300, a little over 300,000 mm-hmm. or thereabouts. So not a very large area, uh, not a super populous area. Um, and we're going to get to your position in that market here in just a little bit. For anybody listening and watching the show today, this is a special edition of the Boca Podcast. It's a brand position consultation, as you may have seen the title. And what I'm going to do with Nikki is just have some conversation about her photography business as it relates to its position in her marketplace. And then the message that she is either currently using or wants to use to further market her business in that marketplace, how we can maybe refine that or tweak it, adjust it, maybe even replace it potentially. We're going to get into the details of that here in just a little bit. And Nikki, if you don't mind, I'm going to just briefly introduce to those who are listening and especially those that are kind of new to the concept of brand position. And maybe this would be a good refresher for you as well. Um, the concept of brand position, just very briefly, uh, brand position as a, as a concept is really just the unique value proposition or the value proposition that you offer to your market. What does that mean? Well, I'm a wedding photographer. That's a value proposition. There are people that are getting married in my marketplace. They need a wedding photographer. I have a value proposition to offer them. Now, hopefully, and we'll talk more about this in just a little bit, but hopefully that value proposition is unique. So maybe I offer a variation on the genre of wedding photography that makes me different from the other photographers around me. That's the unique value proposition. So definition of brand position, a good brand position, is just simply the unique value proposition that your business represents in the market. And the benefits, you might be asking, what's the purpose of this conversation? Well, the benefits are really kind of fourfold of a brand position, a clear and distinct brand position statement. Number one, it it enables potential clients to immediately know your unique value proposition. And we'll talk, Nikki, here in just a little bit about the the significance of placement of that value proposition statement on your website. By the way, you already do a great job of that. So props to you for that. Well, we'll come back. Thanks to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to come back to that here in just a second. But, um, but then number two, it, it filters irrelevant potential clients. So if that value proposition statement is there on the homepage of your website above the fold, as you have placed it, or it's on your social media profiles, and that's the first thing they see, it immediately acts as a potential filter for those potential clients that are coming to your website, to your social media profiles, they say, oh, Nikki does such and such. That either works for me, that's something I'm looking for, I'm interested in, or it doesn't, and they move on. So that's kind of nice because it minimizes the amount of work that you need to do in engaging with those who aren't really a good fit for your brand. Big value there. Number three, it simplifies and focuses marketing efforts. And we'll talk a little bit more about this as it relates to your brand as well, because I know you're kind of juggling two or three kind of big ideas as far as what your brand is about and whether or not to communicate those individual things or try to combine it all into one. Um, but simplifying and focusing the message then gives us as business owners, myself included, by the way, even with my editing company or some of the other software that we're developing, if I have that focus, that literally drives everything that I do as a company, how I spend my time, what I'm doing with my team. And it really, really focuses my, my efforts. And so that is kind of, that's number four. It encourages better time management. I have this incredible focus, which means that I'm giving effort and energy to the things that are going to have the best effect for the sake of that brand position. And as a result, I'm better managing my time, which also hopefully means I have a little bit of time left over at the end of the day. (laughs) Does that make sense? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I, I just wanted to set that kind of as, as a baseline then for those who are listening and are watching who may not be familiar with the concept of brand position. And I do want to be clear, as much as I talk about it here on the podcast, the brand position isn't the end-all be-all for the sake of marketing, but it is something that, number one, we don't talk a lot about in our photography industry. So I've kind of taken it run with it. But I think it's a really important component of the marketing efforts that we put into our company because it's, it establishes clarity, not only for the potential client, but also for ourselves as well, as, of course, we talked about in those benefits. So you, you mentioned the marketplace earlier, um, and th- so we won't kind of rehash that, but what type of photography do you currently tell your clients or potential clients that you specialize in? Yeah, family photography and newborn photography. Okay, and, and I want to actually bring up your website again here, the the current position statement. And again, props to you because you have it above the fold there. And for anybody listening who doesn't know what that means, very simply, whether you're on uh, your phone or you're looking at it on your laptop or desktop computer, that position statement um, should be above the fold so that the moment somebody lands on your website, they immediately see the position statement. And Nikki is doing just that, play-based sessions for snuggly families. And we'll kind of dig into that statement, Nikki, as it relates to your brand here in just a little bit. But props to you for having it there above the fold. What I will recommend is whether you end up staying with this or going to something different, um, that you do have a slightly larger, probably a little more bold-faced font. And I know you don't want to interfere with whatever image, header images that you have there at the top of your website, but there might be opportunity to look for something that's got a little bit more negative space so it allows for that and then doesn't interfere with your imagery because that's a beautiful, beautiful image. Anybody listening in that's um, not actually seeing the visual here, make sure you go to Daffodil Photo because Nikki's work is very, very beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. I know I'm talking a mile a minute, but uh, I'm going to come back to you, Nikki, because we have so much to get into. <laughs> so you're currently specializing in, in family photography. Um, I, I know you mentioned newborn photography. Mm-hmm. What percentage of the time do you do each of those? Like what makes up the most of your business? Most is family, especially families with young children. Um, And then I also just started doing newborns so that I'm starting to get more inquiries and I've done some sessions. um, But I'd say like right now, family is probably like 80% and newborns probably like 20%. Yeah. So I've done some maternity, but I kind of wrap that into family sort of. Sure. (laughs) Well, and and the reality at the end of the day, because of course we need to think about, um, it's funny, I was having a conversation actually with my son yesterday. We did brunch together (laughs) and it was really good to just have that one-on-one time sitting and having brunch. But uh, at, at one point, I think he said something about, I don't want to get into semantics. And I, and I said, well, actually, semantics do matter, especially when it comes to important points of conversation. Different people process words differently, but nonetheless, we give them a certain amount of meaning. And it, when we're trying to brainstorm to come up with an idea, what we say about that idea matters. It, it affects how we're processing it. So I think it's important. That being said, when I think about newborn photography, as you just pointed out, maternity photography, you can kind of roll into family photography. I would say the same thing about newborn photography, at least from the outside looking in. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think where I've gotten stuck in the past is my family sessions are quite different than what I have, um, what I'm going to as far as shooting newborns. I'm doing posed, which I never thought I would do, posed in-home sessions, but I love them. I really, really love them and I want to do more of them. So I love the outdoor, like play-based families can run around and like they don't have to stand still, but I also really like the in-home um, newborns that are like wrapped up in posed. And then I also do like a lifestyle session in it with it. So I do it like one 
session and half of it is lifestyle or candid, um, still more posed though than like, um, and then, and then pose newborn. And then I also do like the outdoor family. So they're just, they are different, but they are all family related. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I have to add the little side note here because you were talking yeah. about, um, doing the lifestyle stuff and then the pose stuff and, and really a mix, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What I'm so glad that you're not doing, and actually I saw this as I was looking at your competition, I saw at least one other photographer doing this, is calling yourself a documentary photographer or a lifestyle mm-hmm. photographer, but then like front and center, you have a bunch of posed pictures. <laughs> so it creates this yeah. kind of mixed messages. So I like that you're going already, whether again, you stick with us or you go with something a little bit different, already you have a more general message that covers the bases. You don't need to say that you are this or that. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the style of family photography, what you're communicating to them is the style of, of session or the experience that the sh- session currently offers. Yeah. I remember when I started, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a lifestyle family photographer. Nobody <laughs> like, nobody knows what that means. And I think in my head, I didn't really understand what mm. it meant. I thought it was like documentary because I was documenting my own kids and like, I wouldn't pose them. So when I went to shoot other families, I like, I tried to do the same thing and they had like no idea what to do. And I'm like, this isn't working. So I then learned about lifestyle and posing and how that is important so yeah well but back to semantics again though i'm so glad that you bring that up because the the phrase lifestyle photography it means more to us as photographers because we understand Mm -hmm. what the genre or what what that phrase means way more i think in many cases than it does to potential clients and that's something that we have to be super careful about You're, you're living this so this is awesome but for those listening in watching this is something we have to think about when we talk about when we're thinking about the words that we're using in our site. Are they words that actually, number one, communicate that value proposition, but two, do they do it in such a way that it's going to resonate with whoever your target market is? Are we using words that would actually make sense to them? Are we using words that are cute and fun and understandable to photographers, but relatively irrelevant to that potential client? So I, I like that you're making that distinction. I think it's really good. Yeah, I've actually like I try not to say lifestyle at all. I say candid Mm. and I've kind of got that from reviews that people have left me They'll Cause they say like, you know, look at your reviews and use the words that your clients are using to talk about your photography. So that's what I did. I pulled out like natural smiles, candid, like those words that they're actually using rather than me saying like, Oh, I do lifestyle photography. I think we tend to kind of overthink it again for the sake of kind of being cute or, or Mm -hmm. witty or whatever it might be. And And at the end of the day, really, all we need to do is just tell the potential client what it is that we are offering them. What is the value proposition that we offer them? We don't have to get super creative in most cases. Um, And especially, by the way, in your market, you you really don't have a ton of competition as far as the message that is being conveyed, if there is any message at all on on some of your competition's websites. So Mm -hmm. uh, you're in a really great place that you can literally say what it is that you offer and leave it at that. And it doesn't have to be super complicated. Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that here in just a yeah. second. But by the way, the reason, or at least one of the reasons that I asked you about what percentage of time you're giving to what genre of photography, for the, especially for the context of our listeners too, is that if, you're, if, if 80% of your business, as you said, is already about family photography, um, in this case, I still think that you can wrap newborn into that. So it, it makes sense. But for some photographers who are maybe doing wedding photography and then say family photography on top of that, it may be that they need to focus on whatever genre it is that it's already generating the most revenue for them. There's something to be said for hard work, but a lot of times if we see 
there's a much easier route to go that's already working really, really well. We don't have to stay around for the hard work just for the sake of staying around for the hard work. Go ahead and follow that road that's wide open. And uh, so that's, that's why I bring that up. I still think you're in a great place because you can kind of roll it all into one. And we'll talk a little bit more about messaging here in just a little bit. But what would you say in comparison to your competition in that, um, I guess you call it the Fox Cities area, is that right? The Fox Cities, yep. Fox Valley, Fox Cities, yeah. Okay. So that kind of collection of towns and cities in that area, what would you say makes your photography brand unique in comparison to your competition? Well, recently, as of January, I switched to doing IPS. So, um, and that was that's been a, a huge change in my business for the okay. for the better. Um, and I don't think there's a lot of photographers around here, especially without a studio, because I I just I have my house and I go to people's homes, sure. which I think is a benefit to them, and I, mm. or I shoot on location. Um, I don't think there's many family photographers around here doing that. So I definitely think um, that is unique. So I, yeah, so that's where I get stuck. So I'm like, do I somehow wrap that in? But then it becomes really long and wordy. I, I tend to get to it. So my background is in speech language pathology. That's what I went oh, really? to school for. Okay. Yeah. So I can be wordy, you know, <laughs> like hey, join the club. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I need to have someone else look at my website because <laughs> it's like, it makes sense to me, but mm. it probably doesn't make sense to anyone else. So. Well, it's just a little tip. Maybe you've done this with your clients, but certainly for those that are listening in, a good thing to do might just be to have a few conversations with your existing clients, those who you already yeah. know are loyal to you and get their outside perspective on what, what makes sense. Literally sit down with them or have them just look at your website and send you an email, giving you feedback about what makes sense, what doesn't, what really just like grab their attention and what they tend to just kind of glaze over. Um, mm -hmm. And getting that feedback can really add a lot of value to your efforts to refine your pre the presentation of your brand to your, to your marketplace. So uh, I'll just throw that out there. But IPS, um, mm -hmm. anything else in particular that stands out as far as your approach, your style, the experience? Yeah, I, I meet with all my clients ahead of time. So I really invest a lot more time than a lot of photographers around here. And I can speak okay. personally because, you know, I am a mom with young kids and I want family photos. And a lot of what I'm doing is based off of my own experiences. And like we, it's just like common to show up to a park and never meet your photographer ahead of time. Mm. And then they shoot you, for, they shoot your photos for like 30 minutes and then they send you an online gallery and that's it. So mm. <laughs> it's very lacking. So I, I meet with all of my clients over Zoom. We usually do like a 30-minute Zoom ahead of time. And I have been so much happier since making that switch. It just makes sessions run so smoothly. Okay. Um, I try to, like I, I said it in what I have now, like make sessions play-based. So mm -hmm. a lot of moms have voice concerns about their kids um, not standing still. And and then I'll get to the session. And I'm like, these kids are great. Like, what, you know, I'm like, what was mom worried about? Because we're having fun. Like yeah. they're running around and I'm chasing them. And mom was like, I don't know about this one. You know, we'll see how it goes. And I'm like, gosh, those kids are awesome. So, um, yeah, so I try to make my sessions really play-based, at least obviously my outdoor ones. Um, and then I meet with them afterwards too, to help them pick out artwork, um, which has been a change this year. So, and that yeah. is part of that IPS process, correct? Yes. And, yes. and just for anybody listening in who doesn't have context, IPS in-person sales, correct? Yes. 
Okay. And I know that, I mean, that's a loaded conversation, mm-hmm. like worth multiple t- podcast episodes. <laughs> and in fact, for those of you listening in, if you go to bocapodcast.com into the more episodes section, you can actually search for IPS. We've done a number of episodes uh, about that over the years. I was actually talking with Nikki before we started, before we went live. And I told her, I was like, I didn't do IPS when I was a photographer and that was for the sake of time. But I also realized in hindsight, I missed out on a lot of revenue as a result because I know that I've heard photographers and it sounds like you are as well are generating quite a bit of revenue through that process. Yes, definitely a lot more. And it's just blows my mind. I didn't think it was ever possible. Um, especially I started, I started in March, 2020, like great time to start (laughs) photography business. Let me meet Um, with you in person to sell you this. Oh wait, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So actually I did shoot and burn last year. And I just switched in January to IPS. Cool. Um, just in the fall, I was like, this is not what I want to be doing. I don't want to, you know, I've, I've, I love listening to podcasts. So I, I, I've heard other photographers, you know, who have, have been in this for a long time saying you're going to burn yourself out. And I just didn't want to go down that road. So sure. like I got to make a change and like I can always go back if it doesn't work out, but it's working out. So I'm not going back. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. I, yeah. I know that you said you're busy with kind of that whole process. Um, so yeah. while it's time intensive, it sounds like it's, it's quite profitable. We actually got a comment from Emily. She says such a perfect time to start a photography business, Aww. but you're doing awesome. <laughs> I actually know Emily. I went to oh, high cool. school with Emily. She well, was on your podcast too. Shout out to Emily. Yeah. Yes. Good to have, good to have Emily back on. And, um, <laughs> for those of you listening in, all, again, all I have to do is go back to Boca podcast and do a quick search and, uh, you can listen into my conversation with Emily as well. Thanks, Emily, for chiming in. And by the way, for anybody else listening, watching live, don't hesitate to comment, ask questions, send us funny emojis if you want to, have a little fun with it. Um, but we're going to keep the conversation going. So we, we talked a little bit about what you're doing currently. What would you say is or are your customers' biggest pain points? And, and let me, again, get context to the question. You probably know where this is going, but for anybody listening in, what we're trying to do with this brand position statement is speak to how we solve the the problem, the needs and or desires of that potential client. Again, a lot of photographers tend to try to just use some a, a, a collection, if you will, <laughs> fumbling over my words, a quick collection of cute words thrown together just to give off some type of emotion as a result of being on the site. But what they're really not doing is communicating that UVP that we talked about and ultimately how they're solving a potential problem, meeting a need or a desire for that potential client. So the natural question to ask is we're trying to come up with a really clear and distinct brand position is what am I doing for the sake of a client and how can I most effectively communicate that to them? So that was a long winded way to ask, what do you feel your target customer's pain points are? So I do get stuck here as well, because I think there are quite a few pain points. I think one of the biggest ones is just that emotional piece of your kids growing up and um, you, you you wanting to hold on to them as they're little. And it's just hard. It's hard to watch them grow up and watch them change. So I think that's a huge pain point is, is um, and a lot of moms that I've talked to, it almost feels like photography sometimes is a necessity. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's not, you know, it's not, it is still like a luxury thing that you, it's, you don't have to have photos. But, um, yeah, I feel like that is a huge pain point. Yeah, Emily says, I need Nikki to help me update my family photos. It's been way them. too long and my kids are growing faster than I can handle. I yes. actually just took my daughter who's a, who's a junior in high school. Well, she'll be going into junior year of high school, uh, to get a physical just the other day. 
and they measured her. She is six feet tall. I, I, she might be a little bit taller than I am, but I've got this picture on my wall over here over my shoulder of my two kids. My son, Austin, is, is 19. My daughter is 16, Addison. And there are, in that picture, they're six and three. And we were just having a conversation the other day, and I'm like, that picture is how, like, that's, I, obviously, they're going to change it. And, and I love, at least a lot of the process of them growing up and changing, but I still think back to that version of them because in my mind, that's, mm-hmm. that's like the heart of who they are. And that's what I think about when I see those pictures. So I, you're, the significance of capturing these various stages is massive, even for us as photographers as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've, I've gone through like um, position statements where I've mentioned something about that. And then I always end up changing because I'm like, that sounds too like cliche, like, you know, before they grow up or whatever. So I've, I've tried that, um, you know, and, and it's not that I don't like it. I just think when I word it like that, it just sounds like too cliche. Like, you know, well, before they, I think I had for a while, it was like before they get any older or something like that. Um, yeah. So, but that is a huge, huge reason that, um, families want photos is because their kids are growing up or their families are changing and, and they're having more babies. And so that is a huge pain point for sure. Well, I, I don't think, I, honestly, as I'm hearing you that use that phrase, I, I don't think it's, it's so cliche because it speaks to that pain point, right? What, what is it that you're doing? Mm-hmm. You're, you're capturing that photograph or those photographs of them before they grow up. That, that is what, mm-hmm. that is literally what you're trying to do. So I, I let's actually pocket that, that phrase because okay. we might want to come back to that. I mean, tell me okay. why you feel like it sounds cliche. Um, I think the way I had worded it previously, something like, I can't remember exactly what I had because I, I should have wrote them all down because I just keep changing them and I'm like, oh, maybe I should go back to one that I had before, but something like, um, yeah, getting your, fo- something about photos taken before your babies get any older, hmm. something like that. Yeah. Is what I, is what I had, which... Yeah. It's, it's really, but then I was, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying then, you know, so much of, um, my sessions are play-based and I think that is a huge part of what I enjoy doing. And I think parents recognize what that means when I say play-based versus like lifestyle or something like that. So I think that has resonated with, uh, the families I've worked with too, that they, they understand what that play-based part is. Okay. And so I guess if we're talking about pain points and what you're speaking, yeah. the pain point you're speaking to then is the boring, stiff <laughs> sessions where the, it feels like the kids are out of hand. In this context, they're yes. not because it is all about play. You let them run and play and be themselves mm-hmm. and you're going to capture that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, almost, I think every family I've worked with, they've said afterwards, like, wow, like that went so much better than yeah. I was expecting, or I had a totally different idea of what it was going to be like, or their previous session was very posed and different. So um, yeah, so I think that is a pain point. I think another, I have another pain point. Do it, go for it. <laughs> Get it getting your photos printed. Yeah, <laughs> That's huge because as a mom myself, that is something I have struggled with. Even as a photographer, I have struggled to print my own photos and here I'm like oh my gosh I'm a photographer I need to be printing my photos but just sitting down and figuring it all out does take time and it's something that you tend to put off and um, so since I've switched to IPS I have been printing my own photos and that has been a huge uh, just like eye-opening experience to 
the joy now that I have and that I actually have photos printed of my children on my walls. And um, I think without that, I don't think I could do IPS because it wouldn't be the same. That, that makes sense. So I'm, I'm literally, you may have seen me looking down. I'm taking notes here on a notebook. But so I've got written down as, as the pain points on the notebook here, uh, capturing kids while they grow up or before they grow up, actually. Uh, and then the, the play base you're, you're speaking to, again, minimizing that, that discomfort and frustration and stress that comes from the kind of stiff sessions. You're focusing on the play-based sessions and then delivering on the photos. And this is an interesting one to me. And honestly, it's the one that kind of captured my attention the most because not a lot of photographers speak to that. Um, the idea of lifestyle photography, it, it is the more common phrase, certainly than play-based sessions. But the, the idea, the concept is a little bit more common. When you're talking about this intentionality that comes from making sure or wanting to make sure that this family has prints because you know the pain of not having them yourselves or yourself, I think, I think a message that comes from personal experience is way more impactful at the end of the day. It also drives, and this is actually one of the interesting things about, uh, in fact, it's a great segue to my next question, the motivation. You know, why is it that we do what we do? And, and you've already spoken to it and you speak to it actually on your website as well that it's, it's important very simply to capture the photos of these kids before they grow up. So would you say that's kind of the driving motivational factor behind doing photography and having this photography business? Or are there other factors as well? That's a huge one. Yeah. Okay. My kids growing up and wanting to remember all those little moments and realizing that I can help other families remember these times too yeah. has been huge. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, and this is a maybe, maybe not as common. I think it's common, but that moms are just not like in the photos as much. You know, it's us taking all the photos of our kids and maybe like we don't look as good as we should that day. So we don't, we're not in the photo too. We're like, my husband, I get on my husband. Like, all I want for Mother's Day is just take a photo of me with my kids, <laughs> me with the girls. Just please, yeah. like, remember to take a photo of me with the girls because. Yep. I do it all the time, but I'm, you know, they, they're just used to me taking lots of photos. Um, but me getting in the photos, that's, that's another part that is, is hard, is a big motivation. Um, and then also I, I lost my mom nine years ago. So that is a huge wow. reason why I think, um, photos are so important. I, I got married hmm. and then, um, about eight months later, she passed away unexpectedly. So I, remember messaging my photographer from my wedding and just saying like, thank you so much because I don't know what I would do without those photos now. Yeah. Like having those photos of her mean mm -hmm. everything to me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, again, I mean, and it's, it's a, such a touching story, but as a result, it's going to hold a really strong emotional part of yourself, right? That, 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 mm -hmm. so when you're going to, to do IPS, for example, and I think this is part of the reason it works so well for you, you're genuinely speaking from, or you're speaking from genuine emotion. It, people, I think a lot of photographers, maybe their apprehension about sales comes from trying to sell something that they're, they don't, they're not wholeheartedly invested in. When you can speak, not just from a place of, I guess, personal investment in this case, emotionally, certainly you're invested in the idea because of your experience with your mom and of course having kids as well. But now you also, on top of that, want to serve somebody else by giving them that thing that you, you find so important for yourself. The emotion that comes through in those IPS sessions is going to be genuine, which means that's gonna, it's going to come across so much better to that client or that potential client 
And I bet it's going to be extremely impactful in sales. And you're not trying to be quote unquote salesy. You're speaking mm-hmm. from a genuine place. And that's the beauty of it. I think it's really, really great. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And I feel that like I can feel it inside me. Yeah. Where I don't need like a script in front of me or, you know, like I can just say what I truly feel. And it, it is it's made it's made a huge difference for me personally, just seeing not only seeing my 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 work in print, I had never printed my work bigger than an eight by 10. I think that was the biggest I had printed it. Wow. So yeah, there, it, awesome. it is impactful. <laughs> I think back to what I was shooting still and printing for clients and then, you know, printing a little bit for our studio. And to see your your work at a 20 by 24, 30 by 40. I had one client, uh, a bride actually who ordered I actually shot her bridal session, a part of her bridal session on a medium format camera, a six by six camera. And she ended up ordering the the one image that ended up turning out from, from the medium format film uh, just beautifully. She ordered a 40 by 40 of that and then had a custom frame made that was a foot wide all the way around. So this massive thing was sitting in the, in the lobby of their, their second reception. They had a couple of different receptions, but their second reception up on this massive easel as you're walking into what is literally an art museum. And it, it's, it was just a really cool thing to see. Like you feel all proud of it. But being able to give that to a client and then they have that heirloom yeah. product for the rest of their lives is, is really, really powerful. Um, and it really, I, I, we, we've, I think the, the conversation has started in our industry, certainly about the significance of prints and, and albums, physical products. But when it comes to the way that photographers are communicating or trying to sell their brand to a potential client, there's still not a lot about that in messaging. And I've spent, you know, I've done countless of these episodes and I've been in the industry for about 20 years. I don't see it. So I think there's a really interesting opportunity there. And, and we'll come back mm-hmm. to that because I, I kind of have okay. an idea actually for a message. But okay. uh, I want to throw I up like a- that. A couple more um, messages here, actually, speaking of, from Emily. Um, she, was, oh. <laughs> she was saying, photos deserve to live on our, our walls, not in our hard drives. And then I think at the same time that you were saying it, she said, it's also so important to capture moms, too, since they're almost always on the other side of the camera in daily life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Emily, thanks for continuing to chime in. And I, I know there are other people watching and listening, so make <laughs> sure that you, you comment and, and uh, ask questions, too, if you want to. Let me keep going, though, Nikki. So... At this point, I mean, you've got a brand position statement on your site. Are you looking to refine that? Do you want a replacement for it? Where are you at with that? I'm open. So I would, I do think I want to put something, uh, yeah, that's where I get stuck. Something about the IPS part or that I, I think I had first, I long, long time ago, a couple months ago, it was like um, helping busy moms get their photos printed and displayed. I think that's what I had. But then I was like, well, that doesn't speak to the other things that I do. So then I kind of went away from that. So yeah, I would actually, because I think that is a a very unique part of what I do and that I go into their homes and I, I help them. I see them more than one time and it's not just like digital files and that's it. So yeah. And I'm actually over on your website right now in the, the family section of your site. And I mean, I just love the, like the genuine smiles in these kids' faces. <laughs> yeah. so awesome. They're so um, cute. <laughs> but, but your work is just really beautiful, too. I mean, the light, oh, the way you. that you use yes. light there. I love that, that picture. And, and again, they're, they're, these kids are getting to run around in the grass. What better way to then be able to capture real emotion that's coming from them? Of course, the interaction between these, the, the couple and, and the family is really beautiful, too. Are, are you... I don't know if you have pricing. Oh, here we go. Can, do you care if I click on the pricing guide here real quick and just bring it that doesn't? Up? Yeah, you can. It doesn't actually bring. It brings you to a different screen where you. It's like an email to get their email. Okay. So, yeah. So it looks like so it, it says 
right here, these services are included in the family session fee of 150. So is that kind of your mm-hmm. base base price or um, base session fee? Yep. Yes. Okay. Now, what? How does that compare to your marketplace as far as a family portrait session fee? So typically, I would say the majority don't do a session fee at all. They do all inclusive, um, all the digitals on an online gallery. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. So there's not really like a comparison to be made there because their pricing structure or model is different than yours. Right. Okay. The reason I ask is because I'm thinking too, when we talk about the significance of print and how you're presenting your, your brand, there's, as I was thinking a little bit about the messaging prior to our conversation, I was, it, it had a bit, bit more of a, fr- a premium feel to it, right? If, if you think about a photographer, and I'm going to exaggerate for the sake of conversation, I'm not meaning to put anybody on here, but if a photographer is just taking some pictures and throwing them in a the gallery, you, you have this process that starts with an initial meeting, you go take some time with a session, and then after the fact, you sit down with them and have a whole presentation process. And maybe when you deliver prints, there's a whole process involved in that too. I'm not, is, is there a process there? Um, I mean, yeah, I definitely like like to have them open it in front of me so I can see that. And yeah, yeah, it's definitely more of an experience. An experience. And that's a great way to sum it up. So I'm thinking about the experience that you're delivering and I'm thinking of it as, and I'm projecting here, but I'm thinking of it more as a a kind of a premium experience. Um, And so that's why I was asking about pricing because I was curious how that played into the mix, but you're also, you've got a little bit different business model. So that's interesting to consider as well. We'll come back to that here in just a little bit. So I, I guess at this point, what I want to do though, and what might be helpful for you, and again, for our listeners, uh, viewers, those who are with us live right now, one of the things that I, that I think is the most important when it comes to establishing a clear and distinct brand position is awareness. We have to look at our marketplace. We have to look at what our so-called competitors are doing. I, I, I get the whole community over competition thing, but the reality is at the end of the day, the clients aren't thinking about that. They just want to find a photographer that they like and hire him. So we have to look at the other photographers as, we'll put in air quotes, competition. And if we are competing against them, against them we need to know what they're saying so that we position ourselves against them or we stand out from them. And the problem, I don't know if you've seen this, Nikki, but like, the thing that I've seen over and over and over again in our industry is that photographers tend to just kind of copy paste. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll call it inspiration, which I, it cracks me up actually, because really it's just copying, right? We're like, oh, that's a cool idea. Let me do that. It looks good. I like it too, mm-hmm. which is, it, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But what happens then is we, we look around at photographers' websites, even in small marketplaces, maybe like yours, certainly in the Chattanooga area where I'm at in Tennessee, and you see a lot of the same, a lot of the same messaging, a lot of the same image style of imagery, a lot of the same Lightroom presets being used. I mean, it just kind of all runs together. So we need to be aware of what our marketplace is doing so we do something different. Um, I will say your imagery and the way that you process your imagery actually looks different um, than the majority of your competition in your area. So you've done a great job of that. What we're trying to do now is also make sure that the message stands out. And then everything is in sync as well. That's really important. And once you make the statement, it's not just words. You know, like we talked about earlier, where somebody says they're a lifestyle photographer, but they have a bunch of posed pictures on their site. You've got the message, but you have the brand presentation that matches that message. And that's super important. So on that note, um, I'm going to just kind of run through this list here, if you don't mind, of um, some of the existing... And I'm not going to read through all of them because there was actually way more than I'm used to finding, especially in a small marketplace. Um, but I, I'm going to just run through these really quickly and make note of a few of them. So I, what I did is actually a search for, and let me actually pull this up really quick because I did, I did want to show you this, Nikki, 
Um, I, I was looking at whether or not to search Appleton family photographer mm-hmm. or to search Fox City's family photographer. And I have a little tool that I use uh, right here. And this, this little plugin for Chrome, it's called Keywords Everywhere. And by the way, I'm not an SEO specialist. Don't claim to be, not trying to be. But I've learned a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about it, especially in the re- last couple of months or so. And this is a really helpful tool um, that I would recommend to those listening in and certainly to you, Nikki, as you're doing a little bit of research and trying to understand what keywords you want to place for, what keywords you want to actually put on your site for the sake of placement in Google, um, it's really important to to be aware of what other photographers are using. There are different tools you can use. This is just one of them. But keywords everywhere, what's interesting to note is at the top, when I do that search, and it's in very small text here, but <laughs> it says volume zero, Fox City's family photographer. Now, I can't speak to the the complete accuracy of that number. I'm sure there's there's some type of a search that happens occasionally. But when I compare that to, and of course we're dealing with a small market here, so we're not talking about large numbers. But when I compare that to the to the Appleton family photographer phrase, it had a volume of ten a month. So I think it makes most sense for you to at least first focus on placing for Appleton family photographer because that's the more popular of the two. And then you might look for ways to additionally um, fit Fox City's, Fox City's family or just Fox City somewhere into your site, into the SEO process and um, help your ranking. Now I say help your ranking, but here's the, here's the <laughs> irony of that. I scroll down, you're literally the first result on the page, which is absolutely brilliant. Appleton family photographer, and then you have newborn and maternity as well. So kudos to you. Did you do any like intentional work to, to get to that first place or is this just going to yes. happen organically? Okay. Cool. No, yes, I, I do use keywords everywhere. And so because oh, cool. I, yeah, yeah. Um Kyle Goldie, his his stuff has been super helpful. So okay. um I he recommended it and yeah, I, I so I did those searches to see what people because I'm like, I don't know what what you know, if I'm looking for a photographer, what would I search for? So that has been helpful and I've done blogging mm-hmm. and in a short amount of time, I feel like that has helped a lot. Just in the, the I would say maybe 90%, I'd say even that much of my inquiries come through my website. So I get, yeah, like awesome. almost all of them through Google, all okay. of them through my website and they've been really quality um, leads and a lot of them become clients. So that's okay. been huge for me over social media. And you said Kyle Goldie. How do you spell his last name? G-O-L-D-I-E. I-E. We may have to, mm-hmm. to reach out to him, see if he wants to come do the podcast to help teach us some of what he's done with you. That's, that's pretty cool. He knows a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I guess on that note, then what I've done, and, and I'll jump back over here to my list and, and take a look and see, because um, there's quite a, quite a long list. The goal here, of course, is to be aware of what other photographers are saying to make sure that the message that we run with as a ph- photography business owner doesn't mirror or match or sound like the other businesses. Just to give you a little bit of an idea, and like I said, I won't read through all these because there's probably, I don't know, 25, 30 of them. There's actually quite a bit. This is the first three pages of Google results from that search that I just showed. I'm seeing a variety of things. Capture this beautiful life. What does your story look like? I'm not sure that's a position. It's, it's not actually a position statement in my mind, but I just wanted to go and share it because that's what kind of showed up first on somebody else's site. Uh, another one said, capturing adventurous weddings and stylish senior portraits. That came from family photography, so that was kind of interesting, a search for family Mm -hmm. photographers. The in-home newborn photographer. So somebody's playing in that space there and has a Mm -hmm. pretty strong uh, 
brand position, if you will, as far as that goes. Wisconsin newborn family, senior wedding and engagement photo sessions. Another one said professional certified awarded master photographer creates memorable photographic artistic portraits for the discerning public. <laughs> I don't, I think this was like an, like a massive SEO grab, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, another one said we create beautiful images and videos that tell your story, telling your story and making mm-hmm. love visible was another one. Intimate wedding and elopement photographer, Wisconsin's number one boudoir photography. I'm not sure how that came up under family photographer, but it did. (laughs) Capturing your senior life was another one. Uh, Another one said, um, bold, intimate, kind of nerdy. And and of course, I'm not calling calling out any business names. This was an interesting, I I guess you could call it a position statement, although not a strong one. But what was really odd about this to me was that it was laid over an image of a, a woman in labor. Um, who was kind of cuddling with her partner, but she was in labor. And then it said bold, intimate, and kind of nerdy. And it was like, it's a super, super powerful image. And and then she had that tag over it. And I know it's it just, it's so, there was such a disconnect in the message and the image being shown, like we've been talking about. So I just, again, I'm not calling out names, but I just wanted to to kind of make mention of that because for our listeners in particular, make sure that that message that you're, putting there at the top of your site and it matches what it is you're presenting, not only in the imagery, but also, also the experience. It's super important. Uh, just a couple more. Let's see this one. And th- this one was a lot, actually fine art photography, unique, sentimental, fun, specializing in newborns, family, maternity, and seniors. Uh, just a little side note. If you can say that you specialize in something, don't list five things after it, because now you're no longer, you're kind of watering down the notion of specializing because you're talking about, you know, well, in this case, four things. I was exaggerating, but you're, you're listing a bunch of things after it. So if you're going to specialize, truly specialize, it makes the message stronger, back it up with the imagery and the experience, and, and you're in a much better place. But it continues. It then says, unforgettable, cherished, and relaxed. It was a lot. Another one said, be where your feet are. Not a position statement. Don't even know what that means. Um, and, and I tell Jill, who produces the show, I tell her from time to time, I'm like, I play, I'm playing dumb here. I'm going to play, I, I, don't, I don't think that's the right word. It's like, I'm going to play the person who has no clue, right? No context, nothing. And I come to the site and I say, and I see, be where your feet are. I, I don't know. Does that mean something to you, Nikki? Like, I, I'm, that means nothing to me. No. <laughs> I, <have no> <laughs> I do this. I do the same thing. I'll be like, I'm a photographer even, and I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, to be very, very clear, again, I'm, I, of course, we're not calling names, up, but I really yeah. am not trying to put anybody down. What I'm, what I'm communicating these for is for the sake of everybody listening in. It, it's, it, you know, weak from the outside can look at these messages and we're like, what in the world? That's, that's crazy. But I think a lot of times photographers, myself included, by the way, in our businesses, we put kind of blinders on and we're so deep in it that we don't realize, we don't step back and take a look and realize what we're doing just doesn't make a ton of sense, whether it's user experience or the message that we're communicating or otherwise. So it's good to, I think, not just for the sake of awareness for ourselves, you know, looking at our competition, but also just to think about how we're communicating, how what they're doing mm-hmm. compares to what we're doing. It's good. The list goes on. The only, I, I'll just bring up, um, I think there was only one other that mentioned, there's two actually, one that said Wisconsin newborn family, senior wedding and engagement photo sessions. It was a lot, uh, but it's, it happened to mention newborn and family. Another one said um, Milwaukee area, newborn family and uh, a newborn and family photographer. And I think that was, and there was another one that was kind of generic. Nonetheless, you don't have a lot of competition as far as strong messaging as it relates to family photographer. And you actually told me this ahead of time, um, kind of the pre-interview questionnaire. You said, People are talking about the genre that they're offering and where they're offering it, but they're not really, there's, there's no differentiation otherwise. 
Has that been the case since you've been in the market? Yes, definitely. Okay. I actually, I, I downloaded your sheet, your oh, cool. brand. I actually, yeah, the brand position, defining my brand position <laughs> so that I could look through them and write them down. And I'm like, oh, you know, I just, yeah, it seems like they list the, where they are located and then who, what types of, yeah, what types of photography they do. But there's okay. nothing beyond that, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I think what what this does for you is it makes your job easier, right? Because now th- there's a lot of people saying a lot of things, but if you actually have a really distinct message that offers that UVP, that unique value proposition, um, you're going to be in a great place. And again, it's not that this is the only piece of the marketing puzzle, but it, it's going to set a certain tone um, for that potential client. And it'll also kind of guide you in what, what it is that you're focusing on. Uh, by the way, Kyle actually chimed in and he said he, he was, uh, I guess, Kyle, thanks for listening in. Um, we, we may have to have you on the show here soon and, and kind of get your take on what you've done because I'm super impressed with the SEO work that you did with Nikki. Uh, so I appreciate you jumping in and, and chiming in as well. But uh, I, I want to just kind of keep going here. And Nikki, before we talk a little bit more about some ideas for a potential messaging switch, um, just very briefly, I want to share with our listeners and our viewers four ways to establish a clear and distinct brand position. There's four ideas. For those of you listening in, you're like, all right, I get the idea of a brand position. What do I do next? And of course, this is relevant to the conversation at hand. But number one, you get you can be the first to own a position, right? So for a service that already exists, there, there are other wedding photographers, other portrait photographers. Uh, in your case, Nikki, other family photographers, uh, newborn photographers. But if all they're saying is that they just offer that particular genre, but you come out and you actually create something that's distinct within that genre, um, you, you have the opportunity to be the first to own that position. In fact, you could say, if nobody else was saying it, you are Appleton's family photographer. You have a little bit of competition there. Um, so what we're going to do next, then the, the second way to kind of create this distinction is to offer a service that doesn't exist. Now, that's a little tough because everybody's, I shouldn't say everybody, a lot of people are offering family and newborn photography. But number three is to offer a variation of the service. And that's what you're going to get into. You've, you're a family photographer, a newborn photographer, but you're going to offer a, a particular experience as it relates to that genre. And that's where that variation comes into play. I'm, I could be a wedding photographer in Chattanooga, and that wouldn't make me stand out. But I could be Chattanooga's black and white wedding photographer. And now I have a variation as a service that's unique because there's nobody else in town who's mm-hmm. only shooting black and white for weddings. That's just kind of an example. And then name a target market. Very simply, at this, at this point, it probably makes most sense to just call out Appleton um, as your primary market. Maybe in the subtext uh, and, and other copy on your site, you can also mention Fox Cities for the sake of SEO. Maybe you're already doing that. But there's when we're talking about calling it a market here, you're serving a large market and that you're serving families. There are a lot of families out there. Your session fees of 150 bucks means that a session with you is super accessible. And, and so I, I think that calling out a, a really specific segment of the market limits you in this case, and there's no need to do that. You just need to talk to the people in your locale, and I think that does the trick. Um, so that's, that's just, those are four different ways. And again, not only for your context, but everybody listening in, that we can establish a clear and distinct brand position. Talk to me a little bit about some of the, I, you mentioned earlier, and I was, I was taking notes here. What was the, the, the phrase earlier that you mentioned as it related to, as we look at the potential adjustment to the position statement, mm-hmm. you were talking about photography or the uh, position statements you had previously. Do you remember some of those? I had a lot of them. <laughs> oh, it, just rattle them off. Go for it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, well, I, I started with um, 
something, I don't remember exactly my words, but like helping busy moms get their photos printed and displayed. I had that one for a while. Um, I, that were, I was starting to get stuck with like wording. I had savor the snuggles. That was one I had for a while. <laughs> savor the okay. snuggles before your babies get any older. I think I had that for a while. Um, and then I switched to like play base. Play-based sessions for snuggly families that even dad will enjoy. But then I thought, well, I want to really focus on mom, not so much dad. And and the dads have been great that I've worked with. But then I thought, well, maybe I should get away from that because I'm not trying to focus on dad. Although I think I do have that on my on my family page. Um, yeah, now I've shortened it because I thought, well, maybe it's too long. So sure. So and that's where I'm at. And then I'm I'm starting the in-home photography so that's where I was that's why I reached out because I'm I'm not sure how to if I should try to put that in there but then I also am doing in-person sales and doing artwork and I just added that to my website now at least it's on there somewhere so um, I do like what you talked about including something about that because that is such a huge part of what I'm doing and what I want to do and help. I just, I yeah. just really want to help, help other families get artwork. So, yeah. And I, I, I don't want to, I, I don't think we can overemphasize it. I love that you genuinely want to do that. I think there's so much to be said for that. And again, the results that you're going to have in sales as, are going to be incredible because of it. But you can also have a good conscience in it. You're not being a salesperson. You're just trying to help other people have this thing, which is important to you and you know, will be important to them. So you're like, you know what? You got to have this. Let me help you. I think it's brilliant. I I love that as a premise for a business. It's just, it's so good. Um, Literally, like as I'm talking, I'm getting goosebumps. So I I think it's a really good, (laughs) good way to go. (laughs) But I'm I'm looking back at like pain points. um, And actually, even before that, the differentiating factors. So you talked about, I'm looking at my notebook here, but IPS, um, time, the amount of time that you invest, and then the play-based sessions. IPS, if, if you were, and I'm going to be, again, a little dramatic here, exaggerate for the sake of conversation, but if you were to say I'm an IPS photographer, most people would just, their eyes would glaze over and they have no idea what you're talking about, right? Um, and even if you were to try to break that down and say that I do in-home sales sessions after the fact, or you, you tried to soften it so it didn't sound so salesy, it's still not, pe- people don't think of that as the value. Mm-hmm. Where the value, right. I think, lies, certainly is in the overall experience, but it's the end product. You're talking about that print, how is it that I can can give this this beautiful print to this family or a series of prints to this family to capture these moments that are limited as their kids grow up? That messaging, that line of mm-hmm. messaging or that thought process, I think is more where it's at than specifically highlighting the amount of time that you take coming to their house after the fact and doing mm-hmm. a sales session. That's the logistical part of it, and that's true, but logistics the clients don't care about. They want to know how you're going to make them feel. And so I think focusing more on the value that you're adding through those prints might be kind of a line of thinking that, that you might go down. Have you ever come up with any messaging related to that? I haven't, no. So, and then just kind of backing up to, you were talking about savor the snuggles. Now, savor the snuggles, and maybe you already thought about this. If, if we go down that, and I know this is something you used in the past, but to me, that kind of limits you as far as your ability to work with families who have older kids who mm-hmm. may not be in the mood to snuggle all the time. <laughs> um, did you think about that as you got as you stopped using that? Um, a little bit, and I just thought it was yeah, it was too simple. Not simple, but 
gosh, I just yeah, I didn't. I thought it was too wordy to me. I'm like, oh really? Maybe okay. I only un- yeah, I thought maybe I only understand what that means or yeah. So I, I like the alliteration. Save the snuggles. Okay. I think it's, yeah. I think Save, it's, well, that's it's what, not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. I but do like alliteration. <laughs> I was just thinking about the, the limiting your market because again, you have a kind of a broad spectrum to work with family photography. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well. Certainly, there's a massive appeal to capturing the kids. If if you want to expand on that, family photography can mean a wide variety of things. Um, so, not everybody's in the snuggly mood all the time, depending on the age or mood or otherwise. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. limiting yourself by using a word like that might might be a little bit inhibiting. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else here that you'd mentioned just offhand. Play based sessions. So, how important is is it to you to communicate? Well, actually, let me ask you this: What's more important to you? the significance of delivering on that kind of heirloom finished product, the print, you know, I, I, I think of the, this glowing halo around the prints as you're delivering these beautiful things <laughs> that they're now going to hang up in their, in their house. Is, is that concept more important to you and communicating that, or is the play-based concept more important to you? And, and I'll add a second question to that just to get you thinking, what is more scalable over the long run as far as the, the clientele that you're working with? Yeah, definitely the prints. (laughs) That is way more important to me. And I think as I've been doing IPS a little bit more, I'm, I'm understanding that as much as like photography is for me, it's really, it's really for them and like Mm. what they want. And like that final product is what matters. Like that's what they're going to have. So even if I want all these photos of, you know, the details and the snuggly moments, if they want a family portrait of them looking at the camera and that's what they print, like that's what I need to shoot. And like, that's Mm. what matters because Mm. that's what matters to them. And so I think that's been a huge, um, just eye opening for me too. So yeah, definitely focusing more on helping them and what they want. Um, and those prints is definitely more important. Yeah. I mean, what if, what if you were to go to something like, um, like heirloom photographs for Appleton families, it's a, it, it specifies the, the service that you're offering. Um, you're talking to a specific marketplace, but also simultaneously that word heirloom. And this is where I was thinking about premium earlier. Heirloom mm-hmm. sounds premium to me. We're, t- we're talking about, again, that, that halo around the print that you're delivering mm-hmm. to the client. Um, there's a, there's a significance and a kind of aura about that concept. And so when I'm thinking about this, I don't, I don't think it means that you need to take the playfulness out of the session experience. Like you said, you kind of adjust and, and flow and flex to fit the client based on the age and what it is that they're mm-hmm. interested in, how they want to work. You're trying to make it as stress-free as possible for them. And that's great. Yeah. And you can depict that in the images that you show on your site. But if the focus is on delivering that, that end product, that print, that beautiful print. And it is about, really, it's about the, I guess, the longevity of that print, the significance that it carries for that family for many years to come. Um, you know, that phrase that I just said sounds a little stuffy, but if you say simply heirloom photographs for Appleton families, just as an example, mm-hmm. now, we're, now we're very succinctly and concisely capturing that concept. And then what you might do after that is just to come up with a subtext that that builds on it just a little bit. They know the heirloom photographs is is very kind of grandiose and it does have an aura about it. And I think it'd be really cool to kind of build up your site a little bit, even changing font slightly and and what you depict on your site to match that feeling and that that sense. But at the same time, you can give, you can add subtext to it that will just build on it just a little bit more. Play-based, maybe you won't say play-based or maybe you will sessions, but explaining just with one line underneath that 
what type of session experience they are to expect from this. It also is going to help with SEO, obviously. Um, but what do you think about something like that? Yeah, I like that. I think it it would definitely position me differently. And then I want people to understand from the start what I offer, mm. you know, and I think it would be more obvious <laughs> that I offer artwork <laughs> and not like they have to, because I feel right now they kind of have to like search through my site a little bit and they don't always know that that is what I am doing. So, well, and I think what there yeah. might be an opportunity to do your again, your photographs are just even just jumping back over to your site here, actually that, that header image is so beautiful. And the one that I think comes right before it that you had on your, um, on the, on the family photography page, again, beautiful, beautiful use of light, lovely processing, um, really beautiful stuff. I wonder if there would be a way to, and I'm sure there is a way to not just simply highlight your beautiful imagery, but to do it in a way that then is communicating the significance of that experience, which is you delivering a print for them or them, not even you delivering it, but them having the finished product of a print on their wall. Um, how that could be depicted might take a little bit of brainstorming, you know, whether it's a, whether it is literally on, on the, the homepage of your site, the header image, uh, whether it's your, you know, your clients with what you can see in the background as a print of their family. Uh, or maybe them actually viewing it in their house. If you could take a documentary style photo of the kid at the dining room table eating their, their Cheerios, but you can, they're actually looking in the direction of that print on the wall and that's what's in focus. And, and you, you see the significance of this and, and, and that kid in that picture too. The, the variety of creative ways you could probably come up with this, but depicting the significance of that end product and then having the tagline to go along with it, massive, massive impact. Um, I think, it, I mean, again, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it, but like that, that kind of thing cool. might be really powerful. Yeah. I like that a lot. And it definitely rings true for my own kids. I got, yeah. I never, I never printed, oh, I never printed my wedding photos oh, <laughs> and yeah. we're about to celebrate our 10 year anniversary. And oh, I congrats. just got, thank you. And I just got our wedding photos printed and my kids could not stop touching the album. And it was just, it was so such mm. a cool experience. So yeah. yeah, I definitely, if I can communicate that somehow, like albums and wall art and, and make that more front and center, I think that would be helpful. Cool. I, I think you've got a good direction. And you know whether that's the exact phrase that you use or you tweak it a little bit and adjust it a little bit, I think that would be really powerful. Now, the, the caveat, again, is you're using maybe a bit of subtext under that to lend a little bit of context. Um, the position statement is, is extremely strong, but adding a little bit of subtext, not only for the sake of context, but for SEO purposes as well. Because to be real, you know, I, I bet if you were to do a search for heirloom photography, Appleton, <laughs> nothing's going to come up, right? Mm -hmm. We have to keep right. in mind the, the significance of the, the key phrases and terms that people are going to be searching for. And you've got to have that there on that homepage to maintain the placement that you currently do, which is, again, brilliant. But when they do land there, boom, they immediately know because that message is so strong. You've got the imagery to back it up. And the person's like, mm -hmm. oh, Oh, I get it. And they're going to somebody else's site. And, you know, frankly, some of the websites that I looked through were they're, they're just kind of like haphazard and it's a little bit of a mess. They land on your site and it feels premium immediately. I wouldn't dare use that word in my like in my brand positioning or messaging because it, it is cliche. But you're communicating that sense and feel along with the significance and the aura around this message. And you've got the, the imagery to back it up. And then, of course, the importance of just following through on delivering such an experience that matches that that message mm -hmm. it, it's it's gonna be a really cool thing 
Uh, I'm excited actually to hear where, where that yeah. may end up going for you. Awesome. I'm excited too. Cool. Any other cool. questions? Any other thoughts? Anything we should throw out there for our listeners and viewers that are still watching live? No, just thank you so much. Oh, I do. I do have one thing. Yeah, I yeah. Have a funny, I have a funny story. <laughs> so when I started doing photography, I would listen to the Boca podcast all the time. And I was like, someday I'm going to be on the Boca podcast and then I'll know I've made it. And today is that day. Oh, you totally. <laughs> so now I can quit. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Well, Jill, actually, who produces our, our podcast, um, she says, I'm seeing another episode in a few months with Nikki helping other photographers learn how to focus on IPS <laughs> for family photography. So do we get to do an episode two? Sure. I would love to. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> well, maybe we can come back to that. And for everybody listening in, uh, don't hesitate to comment and make suggestions. And, and um, I, I think uh, that might be something we have to come back to. I'm curious, actually, because we have done some episodes on IPS, but not a ton of them. And mm -hmm. um, I think there are even some principles associated with that that would be helpful for other people in other sales positions, not just for you know selling photographs. So yeah, maybe we'll have to come back to that. Yeah, I've definitely gone back and searched. Like you said, I've searched IPS and listened to all the Boca ones okay, on cool. IPS. So yeah, that's been super helpful. So it's just so cool. You're, I just, yeah, I'm, it's cool. I'm cool. <laughs> well, you're cool too, Nikki. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. I really Thanks. appreciate you doing this and, and letting us share this conversation. I know it's a little personal, um, but the, the fact that you're allowing us to share this with everybody else too, I appreciate it. And I hope it's valuable to others listening in. I hope it's valuable to you. For everybody listening in, make sure that you check out show notes and other episodes as well. If you just go to bocapodcast.com, make sure that you go follow Nikki. You can find her at daffodilphoto.com. You see that up there on the screen. And then daffodilphoto on Instagram. We'll put that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you. <laughs>